Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 142, and today we'll be talking about the Wanted event. I'm GC13. I'm Sophia. I'm Isabel. And David. So boy, that big episodes, huh? Oh boy. Huh. It was um it was a bit different than I expected it to be. We saw a lot less of the inner workings of Homeworld than a lot of us were hoping. Yeah, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a little bit disappointed, but I, I know what they're doing. They're tantalizing us. They're giving us a taste. We have had four seasons of that, GC. Four of tantalizing. <laughs> well, you see, that's the beauty of it. You can, you can string people along for so long, as long as you keep giving them little bits. See, you, got, you gotta make good on some promises while making them new ones, and that's what they're doing. They're making some new promises to us while making good on just a little bit of one. Well, yeah, Steven Universe, every question that answers brings up ten more. Oh, boy. Um, how many questions would you like to ask today? Because we got a lot. Hmm. I mean, I, I guess we should just start with Stuck Together. Like, who thought that's what Topaz would sound like? Because I'm going to admit, I don't know what I was thinking Topaz would sound like. But it wasn't that. <laughs> yeah, we were all expecting yeah. Jasper Gravel voice, and she mm-hmm. turned out to be precious and soft. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think her VA did so good. Like, just the earnestness <laughs> and sincerity and sweetness. Uh, yeah, it went over really well. I it, it, I mean, it served good as, like, an initial surprise, but I don't know. You really felt their relationship. So. I really hurt. liked the one bit where she was trying to explain to Topaz. <laughs> they, yeah. had this really, this, they had this really <laughs> heartfelt thing. Yes, as well as like the kind of animation that was going on in her face. And sort of like Steven, if you look at him, he's still emoting throughout the thing. So it's very, it was very interesting to watch. I find myself kind of looping through it over and over again, really catching on more and more details. It's such a small shot. Aquamarine's face. Yeah, <laughs> everyone latched oh, on to that. God. It's great. The utter disgust. <laughs> it's like an emoji face or something. <laughs> oh, no, emojis can't capture that. That's that's amazing, <laughs> truly. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, but poor, you kind of feel for Lars in uh in this. I mean, really, you feel for Lars over this entire thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is back before you love Lars. I mean, although I will admit, again, after the good Lars, I was I was in his corner. Yeah. I felt bad for him as his head was being squished at the beginning, you know, before he had his <laughs> heartfelt moment. I, I was feeling for him just sitting under Topaz. I, I was actually surprised that worked. He just makes a good seat cushion, you know? Yeah. I'm surprised he's not dead with his neck snapped because Topaz is super heavy and dense. Mm-hmm. Like Jasper, every step she takes is a big thud. Right. The bodies are illusions, so maybe she lit- lightened her mass for him. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, nice mass. I mean, you notice you've never seen a gem break a chair by sitting in it. I'm just saying. Hmm. That's true. I mean, their bodies adjust to the gravity of a planetoid. Maybe their bodies also adjust to the chair that they're sitting in. <laughs> could be. Mm. I mean, could this be in the updated guide to gems? Hmm. I want that book. Yeah. Yeah, we need one. We need yeah. one so much. They're giving oh. us all the other merch. It'd be crazy for them not to give us one at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the least there's much more gems to add. So, yeah, yes. Lauren Zuke mm-hmm. is definitely, like, my favorite storyboarder. And so it was really cool. I don't know how many episodes get soloed often, but it, I think it worked really well for this episode. 
It just she soloed this episode. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> which is pretty. I don't mm-hmm. know how frequently that's even been done, but she pulled off well. And also, Steven Universe usually there's a lot of action or at least multiple locations that are something. You know, this episode was all in the ship and not a lot of uh, shots to do, and yet it went so well. And even if you are like paying attention to the music. Like the, there isn't really any music until halfway through. Like there's mostly just engine noise and it like sets up the beginning of this arc so well. Like I just thought that the whole, like having her having kind of control of this dialogue and then also that being tied in with the music being extremely subtle and helping to drive forward. Like in the first half, we just, that engine noise kind of like taking us forward. It's steady but there's no suggestion. It's just sort of a piece before the storm. I don't know. It, I really like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, the show's always very good at kind of using the ambient noise in the background and the lack of it, too, to kind of set a tone and a mood. And I do like how through the Wanted special, they had a lot more liberty. They didn't have to specifically start and end an arc right then and there. Like, it didn't have to be, here's the exposition rising action conflict falling action resolution oh yeah like they this could, was totally set up yeah they could they could not have the conflict or anything resolved like it could take several episodes to do and i'm glad that they did have that freedom because um there could probably be a couple moments where you could sort of splice these episodes differently mm. and it could have worked i think in some places it wouldn't have, but in some it could have. And I do like that they have the sort of freedom to have a more fluid sort of arc set up. Yeah. Because even in Steven Bombs, it's five episodes with the Wanted special being specifically a one-hour special. They had that that fluidity. Yeah, I'd agree. The Bombs, sometimes they still feel like individual episodes, but this one, I really feel like you should watch all four at the same time. They really flow into each other more than any other stuff yes i don't know i I still get uh stuck together as cut off from the rest but yeah the trial off colors and lars's head that's like 30 30 minutes of story there Mm -hmm. yeah i could see that 45 well uh, yeah if you count the commercial breaks yeah Yeah, it was 45 minutes yeah (laughs) (laughs) i do not count the commercial breaks because i skip them always but um moving on to the trial my favorite mm. of the bunch, I think. Oh, it was a good one. It was so... I love Zircon so much. Blue Zircon, yeah, she's my birthstone, just so you know. I have a December birthday, so I was like, yes! She's finally got a birthstone, my birthstone on the show. <laughs> I have never played Phoenix Wright, but uh, mm. I'm oh. assured that she just classic Phoenix Wrighted everybody in that courtroom. Yeah, like when we first saw the leaks, I wasn't sure about her design or her... Or her voice, but it really caught on once I actually saw her move in movement, and then uh, just the her voice, just the nervousness <laughs> that she has, like she's in front of diamonds and she's having to defend like the person people hate the most. Like I, uh, Zircon really won me over. I just loved the promo. I, I do kind of wish they had gone with Moonstone, um, mm. if only because all of the Saint Pepsi uh, references people were making were great. But- <laughs> But, you know, what wherever wherever they ended up with her, they did fantastic. Maybe oh yes, like one of you. Yeah, I I love that the gem Galactic Empire has lawyers and due process and a trial. 
Like, I thought it was just, you know, we decide that they die because we're in power and they're not. Like, it never occurred to me that they would have a lawful system. Yeah. Diamonds are decision makers. The jobs of the Zircons appear to be to put the arguments forward for one decision or another, and the diamond decides what's best. Well, they found that the trial was pretty unnecessary. The only reason that <laughs> the, that Steven even had one at all was because Blue Diamond wanted to hear Steven's yeah. reasons behind it. I'm not sure if the diamonds are always the judges. They might have other gems who are the ones who make lower level decisions, but this was a pretty high level thing. Yeah, oh, of course. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is the highest grade of treason that is probably possible in the. Uh, gem society oh absolutely and i love uh how yellow and blues differing personalities really showed even the little things where yellow's rolling her eyes and blues just sort of like <laughs> like so melodramatic yellow zircon shatter her own diamond oh yes <laughs> and blue was like blue was buying it blue was totally sucked in and i thought that was just amazing I just like how they're continuing um, sort of this exploration of dealing with grief w w with blue diamond versus yellow diamond. Some people, and it's up for interpretation, we might discuss that, uh, you know, yellow diamond, I perceived her to be sort of still being impatient and angry as an actual response to losing pink diamond versus being an actual su suspect. Um, yeah, I so think it would be way I too like, easy I like if that. she did it. Yeah, so I mean, I like that it's continuing that that character arc for her. I don't know what what she'll be in the future if she's going to be dynamic at all, but at least I like seeing her consistently responding to Pink Diamond shattering and just, she just can't handle it. She's just blocking it off and she's just angry. And I just loved once she got accused the way she just stood up and the <laughs> sound of her, the just gravity of her movement and just popped. Her uncrossing her legs with that big thud. Yes, oh yeah, that yes. was... <laughs> I'll tell you, though, what was classic Yellow Diamond, the way when Blue makes everyone in the room cry, how it overcomes <laughs> mm. Yellow Diamond, and she just, like, has a couple tears out of her eyes, and she looks mildly <laughs> annoyed, which is immediately followed by her pearl just filled with tears. <laughs> yeah, just sobbing. I loved it. I loved everyone's kind of personal reaction. I think maybe um, Blue Pearl had a bit more of a tolerance to it, simply being yeah. around her so much. She shed only a single tear. Versus Yellow Pearl mm. was just keeping her emotions on her sleeve so much. Yeah, and then Yellow Zircon, basically nothing. Did it affect Lars? Did we was no. he in the shot? Okay. Yeah, he was. He he didn't he didn't cry. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he was bubbled. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if that if it's because he was bubbled or human. I'm just interested in diamond powers. Yeah. If they're manipulating other things, like we, I mean, we saw Yellow Diamond can shoot a the same sort of electrical beam that destabilizes gems or whatever as the handheld destabilizers. But I don't know if she has other powers and if those could come into play. Yeah, it looks like Blue Zircon got off easy. Is it <laughs> yeah. actual, like, the same destabilizing power as... It looked um, like it. Or is it just, like, electricity? Huh, that's Maybe interesting. that's just how the gem destabilizer works. We don't know. Yeah. Well, if it was mm. electricity, Steven would not have been... As well yeah. as he did when he hit the destabilizer in Jailbreak. Yeah, and Gar Garnet would mm. be able to do it too then, because she has electricity power. So that would be like, 
I don't electro know. Yeah, when she yeah. when she hit the when she hit the forced fusion with it, it just poops them. It doesn't do the effect. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe maybe yellow does have and the reason it just looked electric was because it was yellow like her gem. Mm. Because the way it kind of affected yellow zircon, it it definitely looked like the gem destabilizer. How it just hits their physical form directly. So maybe that's like what they base the destabilizers off of. They were like trying to find a way to emulate Yellow Diamond's power. I don't know. Wouldn't that? I just get. The, I just think that that would be a sacrilege in their society to directly try to technologically harness the power of a diamond. Well, not yeah. harness it. I think they're not having Yellow Diamond sitting in a power room just like fueling all the destabilizers. <laughs> I think they're you, you just know sort of I mean. inspired by her powers which could be a a radiant lustrous wonderful diamond i mean if it's not even her main power then yeah it's not even that bad if that's just something (laughs) yellow diamond can electrocute people and blue diamond can make other people cry right like if that's their only Mm. power is diamond yeah yeah. yellow diamond's main (laughs) power is uh like blue diamonds that she is one of the almighty tallest <laughs> yeah, their real key to power uh, is that they're just tall. <laughs> I loved in that 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 shot when Blue Diamond, like when her power is triggered, when her hair starts kind of flinging in all directions. That was mm. just a really dramatic shot that I really liked. When she was saying it was a sword, and when Ashley buries her face into her hands, her hair kind of goes like as if she were underwater. And I really liked that shot. It was very mm. intense. So does anyone else get the impression that Blue Diamond's had her doubts about Pink Diamond's death over the millennia? Yeah, for um, sure. I mean, maybe because she was really receptive to Blue Zircon's story. Oh, by the way, uh, yeah. Blue Zircon, wonderful save on the uh, <laughs> right. You are too, my Diamonder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was cruel almost to assign blue zircon to the job i mean i imagine like what the diamonds were expecting her to do just to state the facts and then get proven Mm. guilty like would they have punished blue zircon right she said her gem was on the line but maybe that was only after steven was you know saying a whole bunch of stuff that she couldn't believe he was saying yeah Yeah, she was really stressed about the case but Mm -hmm. i don't know what they would do to her yeah, it would, it would strike me as incredibly unjust for them to punish her for not fulfilling her, like, for, for losing that specific trial that the Diamonds had fully intended Stephen to lose. Survival of the fittest, Sophia. <laughs> the the best Zircon will survive. The best Zircon will be assigned to the pre-chosen guilty convict. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I found I thought it was just classic yellow. Uh, speaking of classic yellow, that <laughs> one of her zircons is the prosecuting attorney. Yeah, hmm. mm-hmm. it's, it strikes me that Stephen could have explained the situation honestly and ended with some very different results. Yeah, like, do you think Yellow yeah. Diamond would believe him or care? I don't think Yellow Diamond would care. I think Blue Diamond would be curious, but also disgusted. Obviously. The whole point is to have the diamonds happy that they finally got revenge on Rose Quartz. So if mm. he admits to not actually being Rose Quartz, well, why did he turn himself in in the first place? Right. He is trying to play into that role. So I guess that's why he goes to make up that really embarrassing story on top of the pillar, you know, with his yeah. <laughs> flying uh, jump kick. Probably really, probably really conflicted or deeply conflicted about the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and I mean, like, if at some point Steven had decided, you know what, I'm gonna, like, tell them the truth, if he had told them I'm not really Rose Quartz, I'm more of, like, her gem in a human body, and I have none of her memories, like, that would have been a very different situation, I think. And if the diamonds, it's very likely the diamonds would have just been stopped speaking nonsense, you know, off to the grinder you go. Okay, let's just pull your gem out of this human body here, so you can reform. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) That's probably a good reason for him not to bring up the fact that he's a yeah, separate thing from Rose Quartz. We don't want to pop that him. cork. That seems <laughs> like a future, you know, ever, w- w- the question's been brought up in show before. What happens if someone removes my gem? Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I, see, yeah, I think that's trying to again. do a little science experiment. Mm-hmm. I don't, hmm, I think it will never happen in show because <laughs> it would very likely lead to Steven dying. Yeah. Hey, which Rose Quartz has healing powers. <laughs> well, like, if but not, come it would back? lead to a very anticlimactic end where Steven loses his gem powers in the side of his mom that makes up his identity and just becomes a Greg clone. Yeah. I mean, I personally mm-hmm. never want to see Rose Quartz actually, like, become rehabilitated or reformed in the show either. Because I feel that like that's sort of central to the show that she's gone. So actually yeah. having the gem removed would be a problem. Don't do that. Yeah, This one awful awful comic where it was like Steven and Rose could exist at the same time if Rose reformed on the other side of Steven's gem. Like on the <laughs> exposed side. And they were what? just like connected in the stomach. What? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, what is that? <laughs> and the worst part is that according to how I understand the way Steven exists, it could happen. I mean, I feel like maybe Uh, there's like the whole lapis mirror thing, though, like gems being trapped in objects. But then again, we already explored in I can't remember the name of the episode, but uh, three gems and a baby. Yeah. Where it's like trapped in a baby. Right. Like they already brought that up. And so I think we're supposed to dismiss all three of the ideas that he's not. It's not a fusion. He Rose Quartz isn't trapped. And I don't even remember the third one. But like those three ideas, he's not any of those. It's some other hybrid. So, well, I think it's I mean, because yeah. Rose isn't, like, w- being forcefully trapped in the human, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, okay. She, and mm-hmm. she, I don't think she's very, I don't think she's conscious either. I think it's just sort of like the innate gem, um, like, in, in, like, gem DNA would be a good way to put it. Although, of course, it wouldn't be gem DNA. It would just be, like, their base, their template, yeah. and that's affecting Steven. Yeah. Kind of how Greg's DNA affects him. Yeah, that's kind of how it's explained in the Guide to the Crystal Gems. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But I do I do think along the lines that the closest thing to Steven is Lapis in the Mirror, or that gem in the pillow they have. It, it is a physical object with a gem inside it, unable to reform as it would on its own, and instead effect, like using its tendrils of influence throughout that object. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though, uh, about the trial... I do kind of wish that there were things in that courtroom that were not vital to the escape, because when you watch that second half, it's like, okay, I'm going to bring Lars back uh, so that Stephen can escape with him, and I'm going to present this palanquin as evidence so they can escape in it. <laughs> right. <And laughs> I'm yeah. not going to introduce anything else. So it could be like, okay, yeah, we're just introducing stuff, and it's not going to be used in the escape, but we introduced it. It's like, no, 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 we're only introducing the stuff we need. Yeah, yeah it was very it was staged. Good. Yeah. I mean, they had to give him a way to get out. I mean, it was a little too convenient, but I, it made sense in the evidence she was presenting and it gave us a good reason to, you know, 
as she described all the people who might have seen what happened to Pink Diamond, getting that moment of the pearls, you know, getting <laughs> the pearl oh. mention of the pearls looking at each other. Oh, we gotta talk about if we're gonna talk oh, about that. Yeah, it's like <laughs> as soon as all where was her pearl? And they're like, Where was her pearl? Or I don't know what that look could have meant. Yeah. It could have meant I mean, that it's a very insulting and awful representation of our gem type, and I'm offended. Oh, are you talking about the look out my diamond? <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Do we really yeah. talk like that? But the the pearls look really like yellow diamond looks really concerned or uh, there's some it's like it looks like an actual fear or something when um pink diamond's pearl gets mentioned and she looks over to blue pearl. I feel like I mean if you are thinking about, you know, who might have actually shattered pink diamond if you were assuming that she actually was shattered you know, possibly being either Pearl or I don't know. That's kind of where I am at right now with Pearl. It like makes the most sense for this, for this future season. If that was the ultimate reveal and Pearl was the actual of one to have done it, that ties it a lot closer to home than gem oh, we haven't no. seen yet. I mean, it would make sense. Cause that would explain, they would cover that up like crazy. If a Pearl had killed a diamond. Yeah. Well, yeah. And oh, it's yeah. just like Pearl couldn't have been, Pink diamonds pearl because they yeah. all share the gem yeah. placement and the color. Yes, and well, pearl is more two, So I think yeah, pearl so. is more of a high ranking, but not necessarily a diamond's personal pearl. Yeah, like she yeah. may have belonged to a gem that we haven't met yet. She may have belonged to Rose, which I think is mm-hmm. unlikely. Um, people are saying she could have belonged to White Diamond. We don't even know what White Diamond is, so that's like maybe, but oh we boy. have no. White idea. Diamond is a huge mystery at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, there yeah. there is there's talk that she might be like more of a god empress than an actual ruler. Yeah, um, she may have been like the one who created blue and yellow and pink out of her body, and then you know stopped to exist. I mean, you'd figure if we were going to see White Diamond, it would have been at the trial for the murder. Of her sister. Yeah. But they don't even remark like, oh, White didn't show up at all. So it's just like, there's a spot for her there, but she didn't show. Yeah. We don't even know, like, if that giant statue slash spaceship slash maybe actually her was her. Like, that huge looming figure we see. Yeah. And they finally bust out with the palace. That would be a ship, I think that might be the, um... Like the spaceship hub where all the yeah. hands mm. ships come yeah. from. Yeah. But does that mean there's the like a sense. nose ship? Is there a, like a chunk of hair ship? You know, or is it just only the hands? Is there a foot ship? I hope it's just the hands. Like if, if yellow, yeah. or if pink diamond is rocking a pair of legs as her <laughs> spaceship, I'm going to be so sad. The sad thing is that's probably what she has. <laughs> it looks so ridiculous. Especially and here comes a, a giant foot. Oh, that would be such a great the leg ship, and it's I'm gonna not be happy. Well, if it was a single leg, it'd be okay. But if it's two legs, no. Okay, just because of the (laughs) quote about stopping the giant foot makes me now believe that that is actually ridiculous foreshadowing for it being a giant. I know that's (laughs) as soon as we saw the hand ship, everybody's like foot, foot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but maybe like I kind of have this personal theory with little to no evidence whatsoever is that white sacrificed her being to create blue and yellow and pink came late. Interesting. Hmm. No, and yellow no longer exists, but she is in the symbol simply out of an honorary kind of white position. Exist anymore. Yeah, so 
whether or not mm. I don't know. So like how a gem could literally parent another gem would be interesting. Like would she have split herself? I don't think that would have worked. But I don't know. White like, Diamond could possibly be the only gem who actually understands the inner workings of the gem that would explain why pearls, who presumably were designed by later diamonds, still have weapons, even though they are not meant to fight. I think yeah. the fact that gems have a weapon is sort of an innate quality to them. Some gems can access yeah. their weapon a lot mm. easier. But you think if the gem designer didn't want the pearl to be able to fight, they just wouldn't give her a weapon, but... It looks like whoever designed the pearl doesn't completely understand how gems work, and so has to have the pearl have a weapon, because, like you said, all gems have a weapon. Well, it's interesting, because, like, I think all gems have the same innate abilities. The ability to bubble, the ability to shapeshift, the ability to summon a weapon, and the ability to fuse. And all of these are something that a gem will always be able to do, but it may be a lot more difficult for certain gems to do. So court soldiers will very easily be able to summon their weapons versus pearls will have a much harder time of doing it. The same with shapeshifting and fusing. Mm. And so, so it can't be completely unwritten out of the gem type. I don't know. It's like if every computer program in the world could browse the internet, you'd be like, you have no idea how to remove the internet browsing component of the basic program kernel, do you? Yeah, I don't get that metaphor, GC. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> None of us can code. Well, I probably abused the term kernel there a little bit. But, like, just just imagine that every single device that was manufactured also included a pair of binoculars so you could see closer. This would make absolutely no sense. And the only mm. way this would make sense is if whoever's setting these factories up, whatever automated factories are making our stuff, has no idea how to tell it, don't put binoculars on this thing. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I mean, there is sort of a question of how gems originated that I don't know if we're going to get answered, but like how much of it is them designing gems versus that they are some sort of species of thing that existed on its own anyway, which is why they have some. Of yeah, gems. the very fact that Bismuth and Pearl can fight, even though supposedly they're not for that, is the order of the Diamond Authority is imposing order on something that's much more chaotic. Yeah, yeah, I think definitely mm -hmm. that gems didn't were not originally like their very being doesn't necessarily have a purpose it was the gem society that said like okay well these these gems are very big and muscular and imposing so we're going to uh assign them all to being soldiers and over time it just sort of became if you are going to have a quartz be made it it's you are making it specifically because you want a soldier. And if the quartz doesn't happen to be very soldier-like, it would either be purged or put in some, like, crappy job, like at the human zoo. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come to think of it, this makes a lot of sense. The liberal social ideals uh, in the show of Steven Universe, uh, you get a lot of people saying that, oh, you know, men are better at being soldiers than women, so therefore only men should be soldiers, even though there are some women who can hack it. I mean, there are some pearls who could be fighters. Yeah, yeah and it's just definitely like they took yeah. these general trends among the gems and assigned them these roles in society, not really taking into account the individual variants between gems that occur naturally uh, when they burst out of the ground and throughout their experiences. Like, even the gem least likely to fight can train themselves to be an excellent fighter. 
And before anyone says that on Steven Universe, social conservatism is the real enemy, remember that Andy is a friendly character. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. A beloved character, even, I think. Yeah. Uh, last detail that I had from the trial was that actually relates to all this stuff about gem creation is I didn't really. So I tried like just freezing that shot of Homeworld and taking in as much as I could. But there are some mm-hmm. people who did nice panoramas of it. They're beautiful. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, yeah. Well, there's also some nice panoramas of some stuff that happens <laughs> later in, lar- in the picture inside of Lion as well. But um, so an in- a more interesting detail than f- about Homeworld than even we see in that wide shot is as they're falling um, down with the palanquin, they're, I first just kind of interpreted them as like just cheese grater type objects. But actually <laughs> in the, it, it actually looks like, so we're used to seeing kindergarten holes that are sort of shaped like people. But I noticed, so they're falling through this hole. There's all these holes on the edges. And then there's like these very small vein structures that yeah. have different colored lights moving through them. Or like nerves. Yeah, so I don't, ooh, nerves. Oh, shit, yeah. that's another great explanation. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for like, opening that transporting? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. But what if it's like planetary? Because, oh, yeah, all that vein type and brain. Oh, shoot, that blows my theory. Because I don't even know. I was like, <laughs> oh. maybe this is also an advanced type of kindergarten and that's like transporting new gems but that could be like neural signals too oh that's so good well it could yeah i think um definitely the original homeworld was absolutely drained of every possible gem making resource yeah Mm -hmm. like if there ever was any life originally on homeworld it was sucked out to form all these new gems and they are out of just physical space to grow more gems and i think like Homeworld was made out of a lot of canyons and crevices and mountains, and they just built on top of that. Yeah. Yep. So you have your classic sci-fi undercity. Yeah. Yeah, it was, mm-hmm. Homeworld's kind of structure was very confusing. It didn't really have any sort of surface level. I think the gems yeah. really don't take well to the ground. They much prefer to hover. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, they don't even know what wheels are. True. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're that they're that far advanced. Yeah, I mean they're all about that hover. I'm excited yeah. to see like Stephen Sugar and the other background artists what they do with our future looks at Homeworld because like all the digital and crystalline and veiny stuff that we've seen hints of like it just looked awesome. Those weird like, you can't even tell if they're buildings just on the right and left of that wide shot. It's like what's in there? What are gems doing? I don't know. They love yeah. their upside down pyramids though. Yeah, yeah, and then there's those upside-down pyramids that look like from Sirius Steven, which are those maybe like, is that how they memorialize things? Or those could just be unrelated structures. Yeah. And then there's also a lot yeah. of column structures like we see in the Sky Arena uh, way off in the distance as well. Yeah, the Sky so. Arena and what the Sky Arena looked like in the answers seems to be a general kind of style that Homeworld was based off of. They really love those upside-down triangles. They really like those hexagonal holes all around mm. the sides. They really like those pillars mm-hmm. and statues. Like, hmm. Yeah, and then they, they seem to be using the extra-dimensional space because that appears to be what that court chamber was. Uh, much like Sardonyx's room was an infinite expanse where she could materialize whatever she wanted, they seem to be doing the same thing in there. It looks like true. the geode. Honestly. Yeah, it did. Yeah, uh, and then yellow just cuts up. Boom. <laughs> Diamond-shaped hole, if that's not completely extra, you can't just blow a hole through the side. It's got to be in the shape of a diamond. <laughs> you got to yeah. have your, your aesthetic, your signature. Without it, what are you? 
Nobody better be jealous of her diamond swagger. <laughs> oh, she wants them to be jealous. What are you talking about? Eh. Don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like me? Jealousy really isn't becoming. Well, at least of a diamond. Maybe of the lesser gems. We will permit a little bit of jealousy. <laughs> but um, moving on to off colors. That was Ooh. an interesting reveal. I really love the Rutile twins. I continue Aww. to be enchanted by the statues of gems. Yeah, yeah one of them was a fusion. Yes, yes, I was mm, gonna. That's mm-hmm. right. I noticed that they had a forehead and chest gem. And it's like, and it's been discarded. But that's interesting. Someone would have made a statue of that on home. Well, remember on the sea spire on Earth, they have other gems that must be fusions because they have multiple arms or more than multiple sets of arms. I mean, that's so interesting. <laughs> yeah. So whatever whatever causes them to be disgusted by different gem fusions was around at the time. You know, they're making these statues at the same time that they're condemning the creation of Garnet. So these must be gems from eras long past that they're. Depicted. Yeah. Yeah, it's all mm. just that's like a lot of those little details on the side bring up so many questions. Uh, yeah, that that's but I love those statues. They look so cool. I want my answers, but again, they uh they for every answer they give us, they gotta give us some questions, and that's one of the questions I'm interested in. What yeah. up with the statues? Yeah, what is like the cultural history of Homeworld? Because <sighs> They yeah. they try and give off this vibe that Homeworld is always the same, always, but it does seem to have kind of changes and fluctuations. They do have separate, distinct eras, although that might just be because Pink Diamond's demise was incredibly significant. Well, remember mm-hmm. when Peridot was talking about the difference in the drills? She The only difference she mentioned about the Era 2 versus Era 1 drills for the kindergarten is the finish and how it looks. Yeah. So but the technology in the kindergartens, at least, is long since perfected. I mean, Lapis was super surprised, right, by the technological advance since she'd be gone in just the past 6,000 years. Yeah, so. they've made advancements mm-hmm. in yeah. other places. So we're getting movement in some things, but not the kindergartens. Yeah, and another thing that, um, this is kind of moving on to Lars's head, but that all the gems on Homeworld are under the impression that the Earth is destroyed. Yeah, even the mm-hmm. off-colors know about that, so they can't be yeah. that old, or at least Rodenite uh, told them, maybe? It's possible that one of them is a little bit younger and came in with the more recent news. I'm not sure why they'd have to tell them that, though, because really, if you look at the perspective of what happened on the Earth, they, like, Homeworld, originally in the show we had a perception that the crystal gems the rebellion had actually succeeded in driving them off but really because of the cluster and everything homeworld had the was on top the entire time you know they secretly planted something that would destroy the earth they then corrupted everything on the surface except for you know a handful of people a handful of gems uh, like i don't see why they had to tell this myth and this narrative that the earth was destroyed though they told the truth they devastated the earth yeah, so, I mean, that's true. I guess maybe they just didn't know that those three gems were left. So devastation to the gems really just matters, like that gems were corrupted or destroyed. And that is what they did. So it's not really much of a lie then, I guess. Yeah, it's interesting how it was all decided. Like, 
when Homeworld, I think, I like the kind of timeline we're looking at here is that the Crystal Gems were sort of a small rebellion no one cared about, and then they started gaining a lot of members. But Homeworld was still definitely on top, and then maybe Rose discovered the the gem experiments? And it's either before or after, but... And then Pink, she shattered Pink Diamond, and shortly after the shattering of Pink Diamond... Homeworld fled and released the corrupting agent. Well, no, there was like a thousand years of war, though, right? Yeah. yeah, so it's possible that there were a thousand years of war, and then stuff really started accelerating at the end. Well, from what Peridot said, uh, they only decided to do the cluster after, probably after the shattering of Pink Diamond. She just, she just said after they decided that they wouldn't be able to win the war on Earth, they decided it. Yeah. So that was probably after Pink Diamond's death, and then they started with the fusion yeah. experiments. So it was just sort of like in those last, you know, really chaotic years where they're, the fate of the war is really being decided, they they go with the, the cluster experiments as they're planning to um, retreat. Yeah. But they hold on for hundreds of years while they uh, develop the concept of a cluster. Mm-hmm. And how come the corrupting agent isn't mentioned more because it's very obviously that there is one confirmed now, but um, how did they develop it? Like, how was it? Is it something that needed experimentation? Is it like an innate ability of the diamonds? And some people hypothesize that it was the result of the diamonds fusing. I'm not convinced of that, but um... I do, I do kind of think it's something the diamonds unleashed themselves. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it was something hard for them to do because Paradox, or it may have been Paradox, mentioned that there's no corruptions on Homeworld. So it's not something they're used to seeing as a punishment, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, why if it would was you something punish? easy to do, it seems like a great punishment, right? Well, why would you punish a gem to be corrupted? Like, then they would just become useless and unaware mm. that they're even being punished. That's true. You just direct them towards your enemies. You. Corrupt them, that poop them, bubble them, and then you can just pop the bubble and chuck it like a grenade on the battlefield. Well, it doesn't hmm. seem to be that good because gems all kind of corrupt differently, and Jasper had a really hard time using the corruptions as their army. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they're they're more of habit. Co- they're like rubies. The rubies <laughs> are just there to go in and probably break up enemy formation so the corpses don't take very big casualties. Hmm. I mean, can you imagine an angry ruby on the battlefield against soft targets that are vulnerable to heat? (laughs) What? (laughs) All right. Rubies are little balls of fury. That's true. Well, they say their only, like, big combative use is to be able to fuse. Like, that's it. Yeah. Like, they're not really useful on their own because they're so small, but they seem to just be a general fill-the-gap sort of gem. Every Goku needs their Krillin. <laughs> Don't get the reference. All right, so read it back to Off Colors, just kind of talking about um, some of the Off Color gems we saw again. A lot of people liked, uh, and I'm going to say her name wrong, Sass Paracha? Pat Paracha. No, Pat Paracha. Yeah. There we go. Pat Paracha. Pat Paracha? <laughs> okay. She was Sriracha. cute. She was, she was the much needed comic relief in this episode. She oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. I like her. I feel like if they use her more, I actually don't want to see her develop. Like, she has this sort of, like, recent vision. It's not really past <laughs> vision. I, I hope that they don't... I, I don't know. There's kind of, like, a narrative of 
oh, here's the ugly or unloved person, and but they have some secret ability, or they're actually you know secretly helpful or beautiful, and that makes them worth something. But I kind of like these off colors just pushing this Steven Universe idea of like you're just worth something because you are. So I hope that like we don't have to see some of these flaws. Like she should just stay like recent vision person like oh she, yeah she doesn't need a deeper purpose you know she's a little beam of sunshine what more use exactly. could she need well it's exactly. also like the issue that if she were to be a regular character on the show the joke would get really old yeah but um oh like it did on the subreddit <laughs> yes oh yes but i mean i she predict is... that people will use me as a meme a whole bunch Oh, Lord. Yeah, but I think, like, my kind of, what I'm getting out of her is that she can't really perceive the world around her in a normal way. Her kind of visions are the only way that she can see and perceive Yeah, like, people continually tell her that, you know, you're not predicting anything, right? That already happened, and she's oblivious to it. Yeah, I think, like, she can't really perceive ways that we do. Her visions are kind of the only way that she can understand what's going on around her. And maybe she can understand it in a maybe a different way. Because, you know, you would see with your eyes, hear with your ears, and and and, and notice what's going on, but Sasparacha would kind of get it in her visions. Pad Paracha. Is Pad it Paracha? I thought it started with an... I don't know. Sasparilla. It's a P. <laughs> Pad Paracha. You said yeah. sad Paracha, and now I will never say it right again. <laughs> Let me pull up the Sapphire Wikipedia page. <laughs> Pad Paracha. Let's all say it together. Pad, Pad Paracha. Paracha. All okay. right. I'm looking at the spelling now, so I don't forget how to pronounce oh, the, it. The spelling is no. <laughs> I tried looking <laughs> it up in, like, I was looking up Steven Universe pageant. I couldn't get it. <laughs> Steven all. Universe yeah. pageant. <laughs> like, and Google autocorrect was just like, I can't help you, buddy. <laughs> I don't know what you want. <laughs> but it was also like. Steven Universe shoulder pads. I Did love you mean yellow diamond. <laughs> I love Rodenite. Just kind of what we saw of this is what oh, yeah. a ruby mm. and a pearl would look like fused. And yeah. people are saying it looks so much like garnet, but I'm saying it looks a lot like Sardonyx minus the sapphire. Yeah. Mm. She was my favorite right. of all the off colors. Like I really she's... liked her voice actress too. Mm-hmm. She's such a downer well. though. Oh, she's very yeah. anxious. <laughs> She's very anxious and very afraid, flighty. You, know. you were followed. <laughs> I yeah. love that part. It is weird though that her gems are not the same color. That's highly irregular. That is that's off color Ooh. for you. Mm-hmm. Also, it's the mm. first like black color gem we've seen. Although it may not actually be black, just because of how dark it was. Down yeah, there. the lighting yeah. was kind of messed up. Like you saw it in the difference between Lars and when his hand was poking through the. The line area and Steven too, like the color palettes make a big difference yeah. from scene to scene. So maybe under daylight they'd be the same color? Maybe. Uh, maybe. Maybe they'd be a, a bit of a um, different color, but not significantly. Hopefully we'll get to see her under a different light. I wonder what they're all going to do. I wonder if they're all going to climb into Lars's head and have him move them across the area where they'd be exposed. Okay, so Steven, Steven I can buy. Going through Lars's hair. He's got an undercut, guys. It's not a lot of hair. This isn't a lion's mane. So Lorite will mm. shapeshift. Steven, I can buy. Rutile, 
Maybe. Sasparacha, yes. But... Shape-shifting, son. Rhodonite? Fluorite. <laughs> fluorite? Oh. And also, what are the gems making up fluorite? Like, there's a lot in there. It was really hard to... There's kind six of, of them. You'll be able to see five of them. The fifth is on her chest, like, close to... Usually on the ground. Yeah. I know three of them are those triangles. So she has three identical gems on her. I really... I liked that the way that she had to speak and sort of, um, I can't remember if this explanation came around the time the make a wish child had found out about, um, some of the plot, but the fact mm. that Florent has to speak really intentionally or slowly because she's six gems. I think that was just well thought out. I, I like that. That's a detail of her. Um, and also the fact that her six pairs of eyes, that, bottom pair kind of makes it look like they're usually closed and so it kind of looks like a wrinkle so it adds to her like age she just feels like sort of ancient or wise or something Mm -hmm. yeah she Mm -hmm. seems to be definitely has a pearl and it looks like maybe a sapphire yeah so she has three triangular identical gems one um diagonal gem which we don't know and then one gem that's like a faceted circle, and then what looks like a pearl. Well, we might get to see them if they decide to unfuse to go through Lars, because Fluorite's yeah. not getting through yeah. uh, oh. at her oh, very no. hungry caterpillar She's current She's going to shift into a chicken. <laughs> I love her, uh, she has like this big fluffy vest, like a fisher's vest, and then little booties. <laughs> <laughs> So I want to ask, how the how did Lars get all the way up there to protect Rodenite? Because she was pretty high up from the from yeah. The how there. is that kind of flinging parkour? So it must have either been a lot closer to the ground, or there was a bit of a time cut. Lars can yeah. jump good. <laughs> yes. Also, if the the if human flesh can block the scanner. Why not just cover... Why couldn't Steven just cover his own gem with his hand? Yeah, that's true. Steven probably could have done that. I want to say that doesn't work and that shouldn't work, but I guess we'll never know because Steven doesn't ask follow-up questions. (laughs) Nope. Uh. All right, so Lars's actual death, who I thought that... Wow. Just (laughs) that... That got leaked a long time ago. Good thing I never watched yeah. it. Well, it was just a screenshot, and Lars's face was covered up, but you could kind of tell from the hair. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was, uh... And people are asking me, like, would that have been enough to kill him? And it's like, blunt force trauma. As I have talked with GC before, does uh, messes up your body a lot more than you think it would. Action movies have these, you know, hero characters being slammed against the ground and then getting up fine, but they would not be fine. They would not be fine at all. Hits to the head, like, those can be enough. That can be plenty. And Lars hit his head several times. Yeah, I I think it just sets up this, you know, showing that humans to be involved in this stuff is really dangerous. Like, it's not even, you know, they're just fighting a little robinoid and, you know, all the gems are smiling. And Steven's the only one who's like, oh my gosh, Lars just took brutal, you know... Well, you gotta realize, they're gems, so they're used when somebody takes severe damage, they poof, so if they see Lars' body still there, they think, oh, he's fine. Right, exactly. 
Yeah, I, I would have liked for that scene to be a little bit more drawn out. I would have liked Steven to kind of turn to them to be like, he's not a gem. He, mm -hmm. this is the only body he's got. And for them to really understand the gravity of the situation, like, I would, I would have liked for Lars to have been dead for more than five whole seconds. As, as, yeah. as yeah. horribly dark as that sounds, I mm -hmm. think it would have worked a lot. <laughs> well, with the, I would have liked Lars to just be dead forever, thanks. No. <laughs> no! Right. I mean, I felt the death was no. uh, sort of like from the pre Stephen Bomb 6, we had a very short moment where um, Jamie's head was about to get crushed, and that was kind of very dramatically tense. Obviously, nowhere near like this Lars scene, but I was hoping in the bomb for that to have been held out a little longer. Here, I felt like the length was good. But, um, I don't know. Like, it was good. I felt the weight of Lars being dead. It was surprising to me to see, like, how they would pull this off oh, in yeah. Steven Universe. Like, and those mm -hmm. little this notes depth of as it. Steven's realizing that he's dead are just yeah. heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I feel like maybe to add to it, kind of like in the next episode when we hear Steven put his ear up to listen for Lars's heartbeat, if maybe, you know, when... Steven had to lean down to hear his chest the first time to confirm that there was no heartbeat. You know, the music could have cut back even more. Definitely silence. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, oh, that would yeah. have really contributed to just Just that, like six like, seconds of silence on the screen as Steven's face just looks more and more <laughs> horrified. Yeah. <laughs> six oh. seconds. That's so brutal. So I would have loved, yeah, I just, Ouch. I love shows that make me feel awful for yeah. these characters. And I think like that the constraint did have a bit of a limit on it, but um, yeah, I mean, like that scene. You want to know the kind of shows I like, Sophia? Yeah, you like happy shows where everyone is happy. I want there to be a. I want Blue Diamond to show up to Earth right there in Steven's room while he's asleep, and when he wakes up, say, "Shh," you, you know, basically recruit him to try to figure out the real killer. <laughs> and then like Paradox That's a Then the crystal gems come out of the temple and she like, you know, covers she like covers them up with her hands so she can't see them. Okay, okay, GC. Some logistics. First of all, she has her own spaceship. She goes where she wants. She's a big She's enormous. How would she fit in Steven's house? Magic. Magic. Sardonyx had a tough time of it, and I'm pretty sure Blue Diamond's about twice her size. Okay, so he wakes up and she's pulled the roof off and she's trying to talk to him. There, are you happy? Ooh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, well, Steven's house had ha has had its, uh, its beatings. <laughs> <laughs> so she keeps meeting with him, what she thinks is secretly, and all the crystal gems are like, should we do something about this? <laughs> she knows we can see her, right? Oh, lord. But, um... No, I like to we'll suffer. We'll save that for Steven like, Universe Go. It makes the happy moments a lot more worth it when you really just have these intense, dramatic yeah. moments. And mm -hmm. um, Lars, like, despite that it was a little bit shorter than I would have liked, was a death scene that was very gruesome and graphic, and not a bit of it was cut away. And I did and like that. And then people are making a big deal of the fact that they never said death or die or dead. I mean, I like that they did they that. They never I did that in Avatar. Away from life? Yeah, it gave it away. <laughs> like, the fact that he, like, Lars is realizing, wait, I was dead? Like, I feel like that line was better than if he had just said, I was dead. You know? Being away hmm. from life. Sounds serious. <laughs> For me, like, the, it, because it was so awkwardly phrased, I was like, Lars lost his memory. 
or something. Ooh, that that would have been the worst twist ever. (laughs) Yeah, because I was just like, I was listening to that, and I was like, if he's coming back, is he going to have his memories? And he did, but those first few lines had me very concerned. Another thing that adds to the gravity, um, you know, even if, um, you know, even if you you didn't feel if the scene lasted long enough, I feel like Lars being this sort of now pink zombie state and sort of dealing, you know, he's like, am I a zombie? That adds like weight to, it's a constant reminder. It's not inconsequential that he's been brought back to life. You know, other kid shows, you might have mm-hmm. something that's like a death scene, but then the character is rejuvenated somehow. Here, Lars isn't just inconsequentially uh, alive again. He now has he's not this incredibly human slow anymore. heartbeat. Yeah, he's mm, not exactly yeah. human anymore. So I, I felt that was good, a, a really good decision, and such a sweet, like, satisfactory... I mean, it's not quite a conclusion on the question of what is Lion, but I didn't expect that to be answered at all during this during this um, yeah, there special. Was a, and so that's yeah. really great that they pulled that from all the way back early in the series, and now we have... It's just so interesting what they're going to do with that. Yeah, so. and everyone's, like, railing on Steven. It's like, how come he's not asking reliance from it? It's because nobody knows. Yeah, Pearl never mm. saw Lion before. Garnet's not going to tell him anything. Lion can't talk, although he might try a Ouija board. I was, I yeah. swear to God, when Steven was looking at Lion and he was like, oh, Lion, I wish you could talk. I was like half expecting him to open his freaking mouth and go, but I can talk, Steven. <laughs> I was really, <laughs> his voice and I was like just that. like, every time I watch that scene, there's a part of my body that says he's going to open his mouth and talk and I'm going to be so mad at this show. And he does. I was <laughs> expecting him to speak with Dogcopter's voice from Lion 3. Like, that is the voice Lion needs to have oh, lord like maybe they can talk in a dream whoa yeah i, I mean just remember hmm. remember dog copter knew to tell steven to hold his breath just remember that that's true next time steven's having a dream conversation with the dog copter you remember the dog copter knew what lion was about to do just remember that so rose's powers though this is like i mean we keep seeing how rose is clearly has way more powers than any other gem we've seen but now okay. it's like this whole portal thing. i don't know what you're talking about david these are completely normal quartz powers there is <laughs> nothing to read into well, this like, is just a plain old ordinary quartz <laughs> even closed. even bringing back things to life is one thing but this whole portal and dimension and and is it even in dimension i mean now I, I i mean it has like she can make through it. It looks like that are of her color i mean I, I can't see why anyone other than a soldier would need that. Your rose it's is a incredible. <sighs> I, I just don't. It, I'm. <laughs> I will say this. Speaking more um, honestly, I am quite happy to see that the rose equals pink diamond theory has been getting more traction as of this bomb. I mean, I think we conclude one of two things: either Rose killed Pink Diamond on Pink Diamond's orders, or. Rose is the brain of Pink Diamond in a Rose Quartz's body. Um, I think that would have been too much because she seems to be having the same basic personality both during and after the war. And I think her Crystal Gems would have been very disturbed to suddenly see this regal diamond occupying the body of a Quartz. I think... Yeah, definitely now everyone's like, well, what if it was an inside job? Just remember, Yellow Diamond tells Rose, or Stephen, who she's addressing as Rose, that 
She's acting like this is the first time Rose has been on Homeworld. Rose also said to Greg that she doesn't miss her home, even though Bismuth said Rose was made on Earth. So Bismuth yeah. and Yellow Diamond both agree. Rose Quartz, Earth only. Rose, uh, both in conversations with Greg and with Pearl, uh, as we see in Rose's Scabbard, can't go home. She's not on her home. She can't that's, go back to it. That's interesting. I wonder hmm. if that is something or if it's just an inconsistency. But like this show, when it does have inconsistencies, it's not those kinds. You know, I feel like everyone writing is pretty intentional about trying to make this overall narrative work. So that's I never I've never heard that brought up before. The fact that Rose has mentioned going home. But yeah, she's an Earth gem. She shouldn't have any connection to Homeworld. But I feel like I don't know. To me, I mean, that Homegirl's got powers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's got powers, but she's got powers for days. I don't know if it brings the diamond theory any closer. I don't know. Well, it's interesting because now that the idea of uh, pink diamonds shattering was an inside job is very real. I think maybe like a, a of the most straightforward sort of possibility is that pink's kind of entourage had a lot of traitors. And Rose yeah, yeah. and Rose had probably maybe even only expected to poof Pink Diamond. And it kind of ended in a shattering more of an accident in the chaos of the situation. So mm. we don't know. And it's just it's interesting. It like shattering is obviously a very horrible thing to happen. Like the best thing that can come from that is being bubbled where you're no longer conscious because, you know, being in your shards, you're kind of miserable trying to find the rest yeah. of your pieces. Yeah, it's like you're in a fever yeah. dream for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know, maybe maybe Pink Diamond, like, told all of her gem entourage to stand back while she talked with Rose or had a one-on-one with Rose, or mm. maybe it wasn't but just it... Rose rushed the palanquin, shattered her, and that was it. I think all the I situation know is was Pearl was... Pearl was deeply horrified when Stephen heard that Rose shattered Pink. Yeah. Yeah. Well, R- Pearl is a very dramatic character. Yeah. I mean, the only time I've seen her make a face like that was in Rose's scabbard. Yeah. And she was under all kinds of... Ugh. At that I mean, time. I, w- I want to read into Pearl's face in that scene for sure. Uh but yeah, I, I mean, it still doesn't make sense, though, how she would have been that one to actually well, shout also, at like, so There's so much mystery here. Yeah, and, and I think there there definitely is merit to looking into Pearl's facial expressions, because in the mirror, um, in Mirror Gem, when Stephen told them that the mirror's talking to him, um, <laughs> Pearl was the most horrified, and both Garnet yeah. and Amethyst are seen looking at her, kind of being like, mm. oh boy, like, because Pearl was the one who found her. And had been storing her this whole time. So, yeah. like, That's right. that, that, that was kind of the reveal. A lot of people thought that it was Pearl that it personally put in the mirror or something, but it was, it was definitely an expression that did say a lot more than we were expecting it to. Oh, yeah, because Pearl understands the enormity of what that is. She knows how Steven's going to feel uh, when he finds out who's in there, or that someone's in there at all, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, they all thought mm-hmm. that uh, Lapis had been corrupted along with all the other gems and didn't know that specifically being trapped in an object. Oh jeez, I think that I think that her being a corruption would have been much better than her being able to run around and function and think. Much better that we wouldn't have Lapis. 
If she can, no, but for mm. Ben, because if she can yeah, run around and function and think, she can try to go home. If she's just a stupid monster, then, oh, we're going to have to save Steven in a moment here. Yeah, for them, it was just like, it was horrifying because we had been she's under dangerous. this impression that this thing was sentient and feeling. And, and I think it was also a lot of guilt, too, you know? We had no idea this whole time that she could have been saved. Yeah, I'm getting more of the impression that they're scared for what a functioning gem can do. Yeah, and yeah. also, mm-hmm. you know, a lapis is a pretty overpowered character, as we have seen. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Especially on a planet with such a large hydrosphere. It's a very lot of, lot of aquatic mess there. Yeah, we've yeah. seen that um, oh, yeah. a lot of the blue diamonds gems seem to have some sort of hydrokinesis. Like, blue diamond can make people cry. I mean, that's... A bit oh, of a yeah, stretch, but it is. Well, yeah, yeah. It is an effect on water. Pearl you know? can control fog. Yeah, Pearl. Can, what? She controls the fog in. Oh, the yeah, fog right and yeah. That. She she yes, can also right. control sand. She does sand, sand, which mm-hmm. we'll never see again, probably. <laughs> yeah, I think oh, that yeah. was just sort of like we'll write it because it's cool, and then later on they're like. How is that going to work? <laughs> How are we going to explain that again? Well, yeah. pearls are made in uh, clams, so <laughs> which are aquatic. So, well, pearl True. like I think sand is originally what pearls are made of. Yeah, well, pearls are formed as a response to keep the sand from irritating the muscle. Yeah, it's yeah. sort of like an ulcer. But um, Ooh. questions, questions, questions. So many questions. So many questions. So did you guys see um, there was something that was brought up on the subreddit about the trees in Lion's Mane, how they yes. both represented mm, where they were from? African tree and the North American tree, respectively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, wasn't the tree specifically one from the Philippines? Maybe not, but I thought that was Philippines. specifically to tie in with Lars. Maybe not. Some people were arguing over the tree, but it seemed like a cool detail. Yeah, someone made it like a... Like a GIF wallpaper of just the wide shot of both trees and the grass blowing. Which yeah, was another pairing. nice desktop wallpaper from this. <laughs> also, we get a really clear shot of a, a sun or, you know, a light source in the sky here, which we've seen like even, I think, a moon before. I don't know. It just keeps making me think about what the inside of Lion's Mane really is. Because like if that I mean, that could just be a magical sun, but I don't know. I did think it was funny when Steven went back to Earth. I'm like, oh, come on, hurry up. Suck it up, Buttercup. You can come back and eat and drink whatever you want. Your friends are waiting. Oh, I know. He the- must have been so hungry because he usually puts other people before himself. I mean, at the very least, he could have just grabbed the bag of chips or something. Instead, no, he makes himself a sandwich. Yeah, I know. He couldn't have grabbed, like, something a little bit more time-friendly. <laughs> but I mean, I guess they weren't under any time pressure, so it, it didn't hurt anything. It's just a little bit inconsiderate to keep them waiting in suspense like that. I guess that's how Pad Paracha always feels, so it's good to spread <laughs> the love. Also, when Steven gets back, um, once he, you know, finishes, bring, packs the food and then comes back, I love his explanation to <laughs> all the gems. You know, they're like, <laughs> Lars goes, is, uh, is my head, uh, like a, a wormhole, and then he, it's it's way simpler than that. <laughs> oh, and then he's yeah. some long-winded, boring explanation. It's not so much a wormhole as a gateway, but yes, 
Yeah, <laughs> there, there, just, there's Steve. It's, it's like in Steve. He could have said. He could have said, "My gem gives me the power to heal people from the dead, and in that creates a dimension in their hair. There is another living creature that is alive on Earth that has been healed from the dead, and their dimensions are connected." Or if Whoa. Lars was a Planescape player, he could just say, "You have sigil in your head now." The yeah. city of doors. How is Lars going to get home? Yeah, that's uh, a tricky one. I feel like he's going to be here for most of the season. They're going to find that ship by the garbage dump, and they're going to fly to Homeworld, and then we're finally going to learn the truth. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Steven mm. can just relay himself to and from Lars whenever he feels like it. I actually, come to think of it, Lion could go pick him up if they just got the ship near Homeworld. Lion could take them there and then take them back. Right. And there's true. probably other warps out there in space, too, as well. That's probably how Lapis got close to Homeworld, right? Yeah, she just found a sort of outpost. There's absolutely no way Lion could get them from Earth to Homeworld, but if they could, <laughs> he could easily manage Homeworld orbit to Homeworld. Yeah, I mean, if they... It would be difficult, like him going from the moon. Maybe not as bad if they're just in orbit. But I don't know, that pink diamond's hand would be a very conspicuous ship. How are they going to put that thing in orbit without getting noticed? That's true. Hi, guys. I'm I'm just here to pick my friend up. I'm going to go away right right now. Just hold on. (laughs) No, it's just pink diamond. I wasn't shattered, guys. LOL. He can can pull pull a skipper. You didn't see anything. Oh, Lord. Just leave his hands in front of himself. It'd just be like the Pearl moment. Oh, hi, Steven. You know, the diamonds would just be like, oh, hi, Pink Diamond. Yeah, and it's it's interesting how Lars isn't, he's not pink-hued. He's straight up pink. bright pink. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cotton candy warrior. Like, this is one of those base colors in MS Paint Pink. <laughs> so, yeah, he's going to, he, he, he the the bring back to life doesn't come without its consequences, although he's very likely now immortal. And that does fill up the wonderful plot hole of Lars still needing to eat on Homeworld while they find a way to rescue him. Yeah, I, I mean, exactly. Steven oh, yeah. could drop him whatever. He, he could bring him pizza every day if he wanted. It takes Steven, like, no time to get there. Yeah, but what if Lars is fighting or hiding? Like, Steven's gonna have to, like, stick out his head from Lars's and just be like, you good? And he's like, No, no, he could stick his hand out and kind of poke Lars on the forehead, and then Lars could stick his hand in if it's safe and pull Steven out. Uh, I guess. I mean, they could work out a system. Yeah, they would have to learn some basic sign language to figure out. Like, even Steven sticks out his hand like, you good? Yes. Okay. They could develop complicated handshakes that uh, relate the situation. Yeah, well, Steven suffocates to death. Oh, they could just buy an oxygen mask. Or he sticks out like a straw. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, that sweet homeworld air that conveniently has approximately 20% oxygen and very low levels of carbon dioxide. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And no other possible toxic uh, gases. Gases, yeah. It's like, what's the word of the thing that isn't a liquid? Uh. Solid! But oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. I want to know if, um... The off-color gems, like, are in their original holes when they go to chill. Yeah, well, we do see a hole that looks like a twin rutile hole. I'm, I'm hoping that that's not rutile's original hole. I'm hoping that's another twin rutile, because if that is her hole, then how long has she been down there? Yeah, I mean, there's a few mm. holes that are connected. 
Yeah, these seem to be the original uh, gems made from all, like the oldest gems on Homeworld came from these holes. But they still heard about Earth. Mm-hmm. Well, not necessarily. Yeah. One of them could have found the refuge mm-hmm. later on. Yeah, like Rhodonite, probably. Yeah. That's my bet. Yeah. But they said they talk like everybody knows this, so. Yeah, yeah. and we did get a, a gem mentioned. Maybe they get AM radio down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have a gem mentioned. Um, Morganite? Um, yeah, Morganite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Morganite, her master. Uh, right. Yeah. So what is, is Morganite a type of quartz? I don't think it is. It's like a white paint gem. Something. Let's see here. Pink barrel, rose barrel, pink emerald. So it's a barrel of some sort. A barrel of monkeys. <laughs> All right. So for another far-reaching theory, because um, I've been spending. kind of, <laughs> I've been going through um, the series again, and I happen to have watched uh, Garnet's Universe. Uh, <laughs> and so hearing the fox again, I just want this episode to have more significance. But uh, the so the fox is voiced by Lars's voice actor. Yeah. And we kind of have, you know, already in the series, we have this uncompleted arc of um, Ronaldo and Lars's friendship, you know, how they'd broken off. I feel like some of Garnet's universe could be realized in that now Lars has a sort of significance and magical power that Ronaldo could be jealous of. And Lars isn't really protecting anything right now, but he is. Uh, I don't know. There might be something there. I want there to be something there Another where Ronaldo finds gem. out about Lars and then he, <gasps> yeah. you know, kind of wants to steal the power, you know, have this some kind of power too. Um, I feel like that could come w- into play. They could yeah. go the first step or maybe the first two steps where Ronaldo wants to have the same power as Lars. So they kill him, but then they just don't <gasps> bring him back. I can knew you, you were going to no. <laughs> no, can you imagine no. an episode, though, in a more goofy Steven Universe style, where Ronaldo tries to put himself in dangerous situations in front of Steven <laughs> after he finds out? No, oh, where Ronaldo Jesus tries Christ. to commit seppuku, but his sword isn't sharp enough to penetrate his abdomen. No, Ronaldo <laughs> is so That is way too brutal. No. He's so no. viscerally murdered. That Steven can't bring him back, and then we don't have to deal with Lars ever again. No, Ronaldo ever again. That Please. sounds very likely. <laughs> like Ronaldo <laughs> just dies so brutally, Steven can't bring him back. No, there will be this big scene where Steven's like, oh, I'm so sad, I can't cry, I can't cry. And then Petey just kind of gives this seriously look in his face, pulls a snake out, and then Steven starts crying about how it doesn't have any arms. Oh, Lord. <laughs> bringing, bringing Ronaldo back, except he's a snursin. Yes, that's what I need. <laughs> that Ronaldo actually becomes the thing he wants feared the most and then he, then to satisfy sophia he leaves the show because he's too busy infiltrating anime message boards oh, subs gosh. will win versus dubs in your <laughs> dreams yeah the good thing about lars is that since he is a representation of the steven universe fans he doesn't go outside much <laughs> so we don't have to see him uh. But for some reason, talking about Garnet's universe, you, you maybe want to have a fight scene where with Lars against some gem. Yes. Uh, and during their during their banter, Lars, how dare you insult my cooking? Yes. Oh my gosh, that's a detail I noticed today. That like before we knew much about Lars's want for cooking, that 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 detail was in there. I love that. There's no way that was intentional. That has to be the happiest of accidents. It, it yeah, has to for be. sure. 
Yeah, it has to be a happy accident. I mean, we saw previously in the show, like, Lars had cooked the fish and said he was surprised and on the island. Oh, come on. Lars that. doesn't get any points for being able to use a microwave. <laughs> well, you can be surprised One how chuckle. Okay. F- much finesse a microwave requires. But this does bring um the question of how, Lars's baking. Like, is he going to even be able to eat his own food? Is he going he to be able eat. to enjoy lion it? Can eat. Well, lion I mean, eats. lion yeah, eats can eat. Magical lizards. Yeah, are those actual gems he's crushing up and eating? Question. You know, uh, I think they're like the fish on Mask Island. I think they're gem themed wildlife. Yeah. Or maybe like um. Because if it was an actual gem, the centipedal. Well, no, because they would have poofed. You're right. The centipedal babies. So, any more thoughts, you guys? This was a... Ooh, boy. Well, we'll be waiting a while (laughs) for more episodes. Oh, man. It's okay. We're back to the retros. Yeah. Again, Zircon's the real hero. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're gonna see her again. We have to, but... Oh, yes, we have to. (laughs) That'll be the day. Oh, yeah. She can join Steven's court once he gets one. (laughs) Pledge allegiance to her new diamond. Ooh, yeah. ooh, maybe that'll be maybe that'll be Blue's uh, welcome to the welcome to the gang gift to Steven. She'll give him Zircon. <laughs> <laughs> I just want them to all be. Oh, that would be so cute. A sleepover with uh, Blue and Steven doing Yellow's hair while she just looks like, why am I here? Sounds like the real end game of Steven Universe. It would take a much larger team. To deal with the hair of Yellow Diamond. I mean, well, one of them's a... It probably would like be Blue doing person, the heavy lifting while Steven Each person for Geiser. each thread of the braid. <sighs> I just, I just want to see a sister sleepover. That's all I want. Oh, can you imagine how into Camp Pining Hearts Blue Diamond would get? <laughs> yeah, but every <laughs> emotional scene, just an entire <laughs> section of the country is just weeping. <laughs> oh. See, I just want—I just want a happy ending for Steven Universe. Yeah, yeah. People are saying like Steven Universe pacifist route. <laughs> Any more comments about this? Well, I think it's also a good question of what's when Lars gets back to Earth. What's his role going to be? Like, obviously, his parents and Sadie is going to be thrilled that he's back home, but he's pink and doesn't <laughs> eat. Hey, we don't discriminate around here. And is possibly immortal and will never age or die. Okay, I'm just imagining Whoa. in my head Mayor Dewey giving this speech about what a loving, accepting town Beach City is, and that they'll accept Lars no matter what color he is. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't put that past it. Steven Universe seems to be a little bit above that humor, but- Mayor Dewey will grandstand wherever he can. <laughs> yeah, I think it might be just like a jab at Dewey for- that kind of thing, but um, hmm, hmm, hmm. like also it brings up the question of is Stephen now morally obligated to bring back everyone he sees from the dead? No. Ah. Uh. <laughs> well, hopefully he doesn't have to see too many more people die. We're going with the principle of non-intervention on this one. Like, is he going to, like with that kind of power? Like, are you obligated to go to a hospital and just revive every dying person? I feel like he has to be particularly connected to them, though. You know, because yeah. his tears 
didn't heal Amethyst back in the day. I mean, that could have also been his not his non-existent confidence in his healing powers. Although his spit seemed to just naturally heal Connie without that even being intentional. So yeah, maybe those yeah. tears are more of a special kind of healing that he just doesn't have access to all the time. Well, maybe yeah. he will try uh, and bring someone Rose... back, and it won't work. Yeah. Speculation, speculation. Well, uh, ooh, again, wanted was big. So we'll uh, we'll be back to the retro episodes next week, though. Until then, uh, I'm GC13. I'm Sophia. I'm Isabel. And I'm David. Uh, don't forget to rate us on iTunes. Okay, that's okay. First of all, first of all, that is my line. <laughs> and have you bought your Steven Universe soundtrack today? Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.